tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. I mean, it's the little things in life that matter, right? I mean, do you enjoy when you're in the shower, like just a great smelling shampoo? It's so luxurious. The only shampoo I enjoy is Whey. My favorite is their detox shampoo. It's so, it smells so good, okay? I mean, what more do you want in a shampoo? But their anti-dandruff shampoo is amazing. It fights flakes and smooth scalps. They're both great. Their anti-dandruff shampoo is also 100% clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps, which I have. And it helps keep your hair clean and soft. And I mean, like, how embarrassing is it like when you're out and your scalp is itching? Whey shampoo helps really alleviate all of that. So if you're not using whey, it's time to upgrade today. They also have these awesome scalp serums that hydrate the scalp. I don't know, their website, you've got to check it out. There's so much they have to offer. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. AI.com. Use code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Joey Zauzig. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We have a lot to discuss, honey. I mean, where do we, I mean, welcome back. Welcome behind the Velvet Rope. Welcome to reality TV. Just welcome. I'm excited to be here. I've always wanted to go. I'm just excited to talk to you and to be here. I mean, what, how does it feel? You know, like as friends of WeHo, like the first season is coming to a wrap, like what, how has this experience been? Like what's going on in your mind? Well, you know, filming for me was therapy, like a really quick therapy session. And we filmed for like three and a half months. So that was great. But then also like from the announcement until now, it's like a roller coaster because having people, you know, that watch it, love it, and, like, have that support, but then having the people that haven't watched it, they're trying to boycott it and get it taken off, and having that, uh, the exact opposite reaction, it's a push and pull, it's a tug of war, bitch, like, it's a little bit, um, it's kind of a mind fuck, but it's good, because I'm just proud watching myself back, and, like, who I was on the show. Did you have any hesitations, you know, in joining the show? Like, did you know what you were getting into? I definitely didn't know what I was getting into, but I think they did a pretty good job of letting us know, like, it's a reality show. This is what we want to do. We want to showcase X, Y, and Z. And like, you know, it's a reality show at the end of the day. So all you can do is just go on and be yourself. And that's exactly what I did, Um, which is a daunting thing. You know, watching yourself back, you're like, whoa. You know, because I, I am exactly who I am on TV as I am off. And like my friends that know me really well watch it, like, that's Joey. Like, that's just, I'm, you know, I say the things I say, but um, I don't regret a thing. And I definitely knew what I was getting into, I think. I mean, but- I think that this is what I'll say about that, actually. Like, you know, like if we want to get juicy, it's like, I didn't, you know, I knew some of my cast members. I didn't know some of my cast members, but the only thing that I didn't, you know, project was like dealing with people that like were difficult and people that didn't want to like talk about everything and that got annoying as we went on filming um and those people just made it difficult for everybody else to try and like you know do their jobs and open up i assume you're referring to dorian yeah 
hold that thought for a minute because I have some questions about Dory. And no, but I was going to say, you know, in knowing what you were getting into, I mean, I've had, you know, Meredith and Brooks on here many times. I know you're friends with the yes, Brooks. Yes, Meredith was on last week's episode. I know. We saw, I was, I was sitting there waiting and I'm like, when is Meredith Marks going to make an appearance on Friends of WeHo? There she was. Like, did you turn to her for any advice just because she's, you know, heading into, you know, her third season or fourth season, really? I definitely look to her for advice just to kind of get, um, just to know like what's good. She gave me really good advice for interviews, actually, like how to kind of go about the interviews and just stay in your lane because interviews get tough because you have to think you're sitting there for four hours, like going through, like refeeling the emotions of everything. And she gave me good advice just to how like breathe, don't say anything you don't want to say and just kind of like, um, don't try too hard and still be yourself. Always the lawyer that Meredith marks. Always the lawyer. And we've been friends forever. So she was super excited for me to do the show. And um, I think she's proud of like my trajectory on the show. Were you, before we get back to Friends of WeHo for a second, like, were you a housewife? Are you a housewives fan? Like, do you watch housewives? 100%. That's another reason why I was so excited to do this because I was like, oh, like, I got this. I will be honest about one thing though. Since doing my show, watching any other franchise of The Real Housewives has totally become different for me because now I know way more like the behind the scenes, how it's how it works. So it just is different watching. It's still very, very, very much enjoyable. It's just like, I'm sure it's really annoying when other people watch it with me because I'm like, wait, that happened this way. And I just I know too much. Well, I thought that was a really unique take on this show, too, because, I mean, like, you guys do break the fourth wall, like, right away. I mean, you know, you're talking about being in the public eye, like that first scene with Brad. Like, I thought that was just a great way to do a reality show because everyone is in on the the secret these days. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're filming a show, and I think that, unfortunately, I think for some of the people that weren't able to, like, just get into it and, like, film the show and be themselves... I think that we kind of had no choice in a way. Like, I mean, that was, you know, the network and the producer's decision. But I just think that, like, at some point when it became, like, filming and we'd be like, some of the people just made it difficult. You know, the Dorians of the world that didn't want to talk about this, didn't want to talk about this. I think when you sign up for a reality show, you need to be willing and able to just, willing and able, I'm like, are we, like, in a plane and an exit route? But you need to just be willing to, like, be upfront and be honest about everything. You can't be like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. Because then it gets annoying for everyone else that is divulging. You know, the Curtis of the world that have decided to like really be his true authentic self on the show and share so much. And like, you know, I, it's it's just not fair in my opinion, but it worked out to our to our benefit, you know? Yeah, I mean, Curtis's story really, you know, I mean, here is this like grown man who's really coming out like that should not be like under, you know, I mean, wow, right? Because I mean, like you're coming out, you're coming out on national TV. That's kind of a big way. Like, where do you think of like Curtis, you know, like where he is now? Because we saw a lot of his struggle, you know, with this whole process. We're still such good friends. And I think like, it's really helped him. And I think that at the end of the day, um, it's been a great experience for him. And we still talk every day. He's amazing. And I think that, like, just as we keep going on and more and more people start watching, it's just going to help so many people. And I think that was his goal. And um, I think it's working. And I think he's happy about it. How did you, I know you're originally from Virginia. How did you end up in WeHo? Like, was that always your plan? No, I honestly never wanted to move to LA. I always was like New York, New York, New York. And I lived in New York for eight years. And then the pandemic hit. After the pandemic, I was like, let's give West Hollywood a try. And it was only supposed to be for four months because like, I'm going to want to be rushing back to New York. But then I didn't. We moved here and we just like fell in love with it two and a half years ago. And now I bought a house and I live in the hills and it's just like a dream come true. I'm on a reality show. So it's like, I really, really did the LA thing full force. I split my time. Like I'm in New York half the time and LA half the time. And I mean, really, I think I know like two people in L in New York these days and like everyone is in LA. Everyone has played New York for LA. Everyone. It's crazy. That's how I, do. I go back. I'm like, I can't wait to see all my friends. I was like, wait, all my friends are moving here now. So it's interesting. I have like two friends in New York these days. We did learn from this first season of Friends of WeHo, you know, you grew up, I mean, takes one to know one. I was right there with you. You grew up getting bullied. You know, when did you kind of, you know, 
come to, you know, look, a lot of people internalize that, right? I mean, especially when you're a child, like, were you always like good at like standing up to bullies? Like, did you fall into it and then kind of, you know, come into your own later in life? As far as me, like the I problem is it still always- coming into my own. And, you know, as you watch this season, I feel like the only thing I would say is that I really shared a lot more about like my insecurities, me growing up and like a lot of it didn't make it to show kind of like more about who I am. And I think um, that was like the one thing I kind of like, uh, was like, uh, like I wish they showed more of that because I really did struggle hard with just being bullied growing up. But I think that online and my online presence, it shows a really confident version of myself. But I think the show shows like, only the really confident version and it doesn't show the things I struggle with about like my insecurities that I still deal with and like you know my skin and my body and my weight and like the things that um the bullies really like tapped into me like during you know my whole youth so as I'm going I'm still trying to like grow up but I think the show honestly gave me so much confidence for some reason and I don't know why but being able to watch myself on tv like the first scene of the first episode my skin looked so bad and I was in bad lighting and I think a year ago even I would not have been able to see that but I think just going through the filming process and being on a reality show in general and being with six gay guys and I think it really helped my self-esteem for some reason it's weird but I just feel kind of like the most confident best version of myself coming out of the show whether like people are hating it or loving it or all the drama that's surrounded it no matter what, I'm like, I'm proud of myself for doing it, but I also just feel like the best version of Joey. Right. You're just like, okay, I don't think, first of all, you're the only one that noticed, I guarantee you, that your skin wasn't perfect in whatever scene that was. But well, I, that's I, not true because a lot, I got a lot of DMs, but like even those DMs, the hate, I think it would have bothered me a lot more a year ago. And I've really worked through that and I'm still working through it, but I, it, those comments just don't bother me anymore. I just want people to love the show and love all my friends on the show and just like, you know, give it the chance it deserves. Well, you are a social media influencer, which we also learned from this show. I mean, do you, do you go down that rabbit hole online of the comments? You know, I mean, I I was bullied horribly in high school too. And, you know, now it's like nothing could bother me really. You know, I mean, it takes a minute to get there, but it's like, oh honey, I've had it much worse than this. Trust me. Of course I go down the rabbit hole. I mean, I can't lie about that. I think I do it much less. When the show first came out, I'll be honest, I did it much more because I was like just wanting to see like the reaction. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't like healthy. So I still do it, but not nearly as much as I was in the beginning of the season um, because just of all the drama surrounding it. But now it's gotten so much better. So it's like a very positive experience to look at all the comments. Or you think people are shocked to find out that you have these insecurities? Because yes, on your social media, you tell people they're hot as fuck, that today is all about them, that they're great and wonderful. So yes, I mean, you do give these uplifting messages on your social, which is great. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Oh my God. So let me just say first off that in my defense, I am not a hypochondriac. But the other day I found this like mole and I was freaking out. And then I was really freaking out and I didn't know what to do. But then I went on the ZocDoc website and I went down the rabbit hole and ZocDoc had really, it has had thousands of medical professionals that were pretty much there to help me and listen to all of my woes and basically calm me down, which is in that moment, what I needed more than anything. <sighs> you know, ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are 
patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them to treat almost every condition under the sun. So when you're not feeling your best, or in my moment of a complete freakout and trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. And it didn't. I got great advice, and I actually made an appointment with a doctor that took my insurance and was right down the street from my house. Because I ain't traveling. So listen, go to ZocDoc.com slash VelvetRope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, like mine was. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash VelvetRope. ZocDoc.com slash VelvetRope. I'm totally advancing in this game I'm playing online. And like, who knew I'd be good at this? It's called Love and Pies by Trail Mix Games, and it's free. Now, I'm such an online gamer and I love Love and Pies because it honestly is like one of the only things other than when I can fall asleep that takes my mind off all these thoughts going on in my head. And I love it also because there's drama. You play as this woman named Amelia and she moves home and there's family drama. You take over the old family cafe. You restore it to its former glory. But of course, there's mystery and intrigue. Her family has more secrets than an episode of Real Housewives. Really? All that said, I didn't think I'd be good, but now I'm obsessed and I play this game anytime I have a free moment on my hands. And I love to play it as I go to bed because like I said, I have trouble sleeping and it helps me fall asleep. You guys check it out and let me know if you're good at this. For a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play, the greatest game by Trail Mix. Which, like, those messages come from the things that I have to tell myself every day to try and just get my own confidence going in the morning because we all have shitty days and need that little, like, boost. But, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of that on the show and it didn't, none of that was shown. But, I mean, I think that people are surprised to see me kind of just wearing my emotions on my sleeve, which is very much Joey, like, you know, cameras or no cameras. The night of the engagement party, that would have very much still happened whether they're not a bit. And I think people were like, you're so dramatic. And I'm like, I am a dramatic human being in real life. Same with the James stuff and me and him getting into it. I just like, I'm a no bullshit person. And sometimes my timing's off, but like, you know, I'm sorry, but like, I don't have any kind of like patience for bullshit. And I don't like when people don't, aren't being real. And, you know, James and Dorian weren't real the whole time. And it was like the whole, it was fake. And I hated that. And I'm not afraid to like dive into that. I don't care because That was the most annoying thing. And I'm proud of myself for calling the right people out. Who do you think was being more fake between those two? James. Why? Because I think that he went on the show to promote his business and he went on the show to promote his cruise line. I don't think he went on the show to get to know people. And I think that instead of trying to open up to us, which can be hard for people, and I get that, he tried to just kind of like, like retract and not tell us anything but by doing that he tried to make himself be superior and try and act like he was better and I think I saw right through that because I'm like I have a sixth sense I can see right through people and like my biggest issue was him trying to fake that he really gave a shit about me as a person because if the cameras weren't there like I would be snubbed and I knew that like and that kind of started to get annoying. It's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Like, let me take care of you. Let me take care of you. Let me be your dad. I'm like, you don't give a fuck. You know, and you saw that at the at the at his wigs and wine party when he was kind of like, oh, like, you guys are just my castmates. Like everybody else on the cast was really starting to like love each other at that point. And that's why it got annoying. Because like me, Brad, Todger, Curtis, or Cedric as you want to call him, um, we were like so getting like this by that point. So I was just like, fuck this. Like, I can't stand this person. And I didn't want him to, it wasn't fair to us, you know, in a way. Yes. I mean, why do you think, because, you know, he accused you at that dinner of the exact opposite, that you were the most fake, that you came, you know, you were trying to be the villain of the show. Let me have my breakout moment. So we're all talking about you around the water cooler, like, right? exactly and that's why i was like no and like you know those that was you have to realize it's reality tv we were at that dinner for like hours like so so much stuff happened i think they kind of i think the way that it they showed everything that needed to be shown i think but like it got frustrating and i am one person that i'm working on this but like one of the biggest things i learned in the show is like sometimes joey like you need to shut the fuck up because i just keep going 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 and we get nowhere um but i'm passionate and like i think he just 
kept trying to like talk down and make me look, you know, and when I started to call him out and it started to get real, he started just to kind of like ignore because that was his defense mechanism. But it got so frustrating. Like, and, you know, it's also really frustrating that he hasn't promoted the show once. And why go on a TV show and not promote it? And it does, it makes me like, it says a lot. Right. It's like you were just here as a walking billboard for your business, so to speak. Yeah. So I think um, people see that and I'm just like, and it's, it's a shitty thing to do for the whole cast who worked really hard, who are promoting the show, who are proud of the show. Like, what does that make us look like? Even Dorian started to like post little things here and there about the show. Even if it's not the most positive thing, it's like, whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And it does piss me. It just, it's like, for what? Why do you think Dorian even came on the show? I mean, he told us, he told us all season, like, I don't share, I mean, that scene with him and his sister in the kitchen, like, in the last episode, like, I don't share things, I don't want to talk about, like, sex, I don't want to talk about whatever. I mean, I don't know, maybe he needed some cash, or maybe he needed, like, I don't know what his deal was, but I don't know why he would go on a show and think, like, oh, this is my show and I can control the narrative. Because at the end of the day, like, we were all just very much being ourselves. And if you're uncomfortable being around a group of people and you're this, have this much social anxiety, social anxiety, it's not like that was a secret when we signed up for the show. Like you knew you were going to be hanging out with six guys being around them going and like there was, that was no secret. So to me, that makes no sense. And it's like a stupid thing, like, and bad business decision on his point. So if you're this like big, bad CEO, I don't know. That doesn't track with me at all. Well, he did tell us he was big, bad CEO. He seemed to have a problem with you as a social media influencer. Like, what do you think it is about you? You know, because you did try to apologize. I mean, he pretty much told us he wasn't having your apology. Like, what is it about you that Dorian just does not seem to want to partake in? Well, listen, I texted him after the season, after we wrapped and after I saw the first episode and I got no text back. And he's been saying things to Curtis off camera and, um, it's just like, get hope. Like, what is the big deal? Like, I was, I felt a certain type of way at my engagement party, but it's like, you know, he just did an interview, like, or something that he was talking shit to him about me. Not talking shit, but just like, it's just, you know, I never did some, anything that wrong. And there has to be some underlying insecurity or something towards me. And I have to believe that. But you did not, he did not do a good service to himself by owning a skincare brand. And then talking shit about social media influencers because skincare brands number one sale point and like marketing point is influencers. So good luck now trying to get a really top tier influencer to work on your skincare brand to promote it. Cause I would never work for that brand. That's true. And yeah, I mean, I think if someone doesn't really know you, it is jealousy, right? It has to be jealousy and some insecurity that something about you just living your life is causing in them, right? Otherwise, why would someone not like you for no reason? Yeah, and also I think people that try and portray such a like different image of who they really are and try and talk like I'm too rich for this. None of us are like that big, bad, rich, billionaire. He's running around acting like he's Jeff Bezos, bitch. And I'm like, you wore the same fucking shirt to my engagement to Curtis's birthday party. You can't be that rich. So stop stop trying to play that card. Like that get that got really annoying. And the better than attitude, I think none of us had that except for him. And I would never hang out with someone that acts that way. And I was never raised to, to, to act that way to other people. And I don't think I'm better than anyone, but he clearly does. Well, you did read him and you made him, you know, you mentioned the Zara jacket, even though it was YSL. Like, it's a great read. I don't know if it was YSL still to this day, bitch, okay? We could still be bye-bye Zara and no one knows. Like, no one, I don't even, I didn't even see the jacket. But like, who cares at the end of the day? Like, I don't give a shit. But it was just the fact that what was cut out of that, like, he said, let me go get my St. Laurent jacket. Just say, let's go get my jacket. You don't have to specify that it's St. Laurent. So, like, you know, it's just things like that where it's, like, raging insecurities that just get annoying. And, like, you know, he's like, I didn't want to be a part of this show. This show's embarrassing. What's really embarrassing about the show is him and, like, the way he acted because it doesn't give any of us a good look. Um, and that's really the the main point that I want to bring up is like, you try and act like you're so embarrassed to be a part of the show, but like, the only embarrassing person on the show was you. 
we all know those name droppers and it's Ooh, not I'm getting fun. like angry. Oh my God, this is my first interview where I've been like, it's just because time has passed now and like we're coming on the finale and I think Dorian's just done a bunch of shit that I don't like and then seeing his interviews last week after the, sh- like in that episode and it's like, oh, what the, f- oh wait, you can still see me. It's like, what did I do so bad to you? So it's frustrating and I get this way, I'm passionate. Clearly, I didn't learn that much from this season. Listen, it's okay. You know, people have cried here behind the velvet robe. It's you could, you could, you could let it all out. Yeah, I just don't. You know, if Dorian's gonna say he doesn't like me, I don't like him either, and that's just done. And I think it's like it's funny because, like, once we made up, I was like, maybe we could be friends. But I mean, we're never gonna be friends. So that's enough about him. We are not love B. Scott, bitch. We gotta like. Seriously, we're not going to sit here and talk about him the whole time. No, I was going to ask you because, I mean, I thought that was such a great read. I mean, you know, who besides yourself, who do you think is the best reader in this group? Like, who can just pull out the reads at the drop of a hat? Brad, for sure. I mean, I don't know, though. Curtis, like, oof, like, Curtis can really... I mean, I think he had his own story the whole season, so you don't get to see some of this stuff. But Curtis is a really good reader of people, too. Um, So it's like me, Brad, and I don't know. I mean, I think it's Brad. Out of everyone, it's Brad. And I think you'll see that on Friday's episode. Like, I'm finally, like, stepped away from I'm Like, I've done enough. I've called out enough people. So it's finally not me for once. Are you, other than Dorian and James, like, are you good with everyone else? Like, oh, my Curtis, God. Brad? Like, better than. I mean, me, Brad, Todd, or Curtis, like, we all have, like, we talk every single day. Um, and we're we're really close, like, tight knit. Like, I don't know. I feel like I can like lean on them for stuff. And every time after we see the episode, like, cause we see it before, like we all call each other and stuff like, and talk about different things. Cause we all like, we went through the experience together. You can't really, um, you know, to, to go through that together. It's like such a special thing and you can't really share that with anyone else. No, you can't. Well, you mentioned this earlier, you know, the show came out and it was like a mixed bag, right? Like, listen, it's a great show. I've watched every episode. It's phenomenal. People that watch it love it. But yes, it was met with like so much controversy on so many different levels. Talk to me just about like the drag race part of that, where people were like up in arms. I mean, everyone was like, wait a second. We're not, we're getting an hour of drag race. We're not getting 90 minutes. There was that change.org petition. I mean, people really went there. Well, first of all, this was like supposed to be a positive thing. And I think like MTV was doing like the destination or whatever. Like, and I think at the end of the day, um, this show in general was just a great jumping off point for more, you know, inclusivity, more representation. And like, yes, did it hit and check every single box in the whole world of, of representation? No, but it was a different type of queer LGBTQ plus show other than just RuPaul's Drag Race. So I think the intentions were great. And it's a really big shame that the RuPaul's Drag Race community couldn't let it ride and just give it a chance. Um, instead, they did the exact opposite and tried to get people to not watch it. And I think it's sad that people would ever celebrate, like, turning out their TV is when the show comes on and whatever. It's like, to me, that's so sick and, like, deranged. Like, I think that it'd be funny to see if those same people got a reality show and that happened to them, how they would feel. Because I think as a community, we should all just be celebrating the fact that there's another gay, queer, amazing show, especially the stories that are told on The Real Friends of WeHo. Like, if you watched it, you would understand that, like, these stories can really fucking open up people. I wish I had a show like that when I was growing up to kind of guide me, and I think it could really help people. But instead, the community just over 30 minutes of a television show decided to, instead of, hey, this could really help our community a lot. Instead of that, they just decided to shit on it. And, like, to me, that was just a shame. And it really made me look differently of that part of the community. And like, um, it's a shame, but I mean, I still, it's funny because now people are really starting to watch it. It feels like like this past week, like out in public, like it's way more people coming up and be like, oh my God, like I love the show. Oh my God, your parents met, like, which is cool. But then I do get the people that I see, like kind of like if you go out on WeHo, like it's crazy. Like the, the girls are mad still. And I'm like, you're getting your 90 minutes. Like, 
back, so just relax. And I don't think the 30-minute cut really had anything to do with our show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Did you guys love my interview with Aisha Scott from Below Deck two weeks ago? You know, we totally bonded and she invited me on a future charter. And it's something I could never consider before I had relief ban. Planes are bad, trains are bad, but cars and boats, oh my God, I literally avoided the sea at all costs. But now maybe I'll take Aisha up on her offer because I have relief banned. I mean, and I can tell you it's truly changed my life. It actually works. Relief Band helps quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, which I have, anxiety, which I have, migraines, which I have, hangovers, hello, I have, morning sickness, which I don't have. But I have to tell you whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. It's literally a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. Imagine that. Perhaps you'll see me on an episode of Below Deck very soon. So listen, if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you get 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. You guys know that I love anything that could be delivered to my front door because I have no time to go out and track stuff down. And that's why I love Drizzly. Drizzly is a one-stop shop for all of your alcohol needs. I mean, what could be better, right? In fact, they're the largest online marketplace for alcohol in North America. You can buy beer, wine, liquor. Yes, for all you Kathy Hilton fans out there, they have Casa del Sol. And for all you Kendall Jenner fans, they have 818 Tequila also. They partner with thousands of retailers in more than 1,400 cities across the U.S. and Canada. They have competitive pricing and an unrivaled selection. Really, you can find almost any liquor on this website, and it's just one click. I don't have to look around at all different places. So after recording this damn podcast all day, oh, to relax with a nice vodka on the rocks. Nothing makes me happier. And I know none of you are listening to this podcast completely sober. So go to www.drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and start purchasing all your alcohol needs today. Like I said, I, I'm in WeHo part of the time. Like, do you get that when you're out? Like you go out for a drink or for brunch? Like, are people like just glaring at you angrily, which I mean, you're not in charge of programming and bravo and kudos to MTV. Yes, for including more diversity in their programming. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Listen, I think out of the whole cast, I'm like the walking PR billboard. So I'll go out and we are like after dinner or something. And like people are drunk and people will come up like, you're the guy from Real Friends of Wea. And I will have a conversation, bitch, because they will be like, this is why we're mad. This is why we're upset. And I was like, well, you guys camping, you need to give it a chance. And I'll have people be like, I met you out and I gave the show a chance. And I'm obsessed now, blah, blah, blah. Because like people just aren't showing it. But I think one night, I think this Friday, I want to fucking go to the bars where they're like trying to turn off the TVs and be like, don't fucking turn off the TV and force those bitches to watch it. Because that's the sad, that's the sad part to me is just like, like, it's ridiculous. Like, get over it and, like, just watch the show because this could be a show to help people. I didn't really understand it. Like, we're still getting Drag Race. Now we're getting another show and then we're getting on top. I didn't really understand. Me personally, I was like, I don't really. I mean, I understand the argument behind it, but not really. Also, like, Monet exchanged in an interview yesterday. Like, I don't want a 90-minute show. And by the way, let's not forget, RuPaul's Drag Race was always an hour up until season 10. It just changed to 90 minutes. I don't need a 90-minute show. Like, I am good with one hour. And we, like, I'm good. So I think that that's something we should all, like, let's not forget that it has always been an hour. It's only been four seasons of 90 minutes. That's true. What about Todrick, you know, either on social or in an interview said, you know, okay, but, you know, here we are, we're a bunch of, like, successful gay men, and, like, we're upperly mobile, and, like, you know, we're showing that side of, like, life, and, you know, the just people only want to see gay men, you know, like, challenged or down, and, like, you all applaud for Housewives, you all applaud for the Kardashians when they're successful. What do you feel about that? 
I mean, I feel like no matter what, they they would be angry because of where the placement is. So even if we were struggling, up and coming, whatever, but it's like, there are struggles on this show about emotional struggles. So what, do you want to see us like working in a grocery store, struggling to pay our bills? Or like, you know, we've been there. I have worked at a grocery store. That was my first job, by the way. But like, <laughs> we are in this era, like we all started from something. And I think just to see that is, you know, inspirational in and of itself. But everybody wants to be that. But if it were the opposite way, people would complain too. But it's true. Unfortunately, the gay community doesn't want to see gays being successful. They want to see the struggle and they want to see the bad side of it. And it's just like, but I mean, we're still seeing, you know, the struggle that Curtis is going through, the struggle that, you know, Brad's sister had to go through of being straight and going into being a lesbian. Like, it's just, those are real, that's real shit that the queer community deals with. Yeah, and first of all, money, let me just say, does not solve all one's problems. And two, when I can't remember the last time, like someone was truly coming out on a national TV show, really. And, more and really, money, more, no, not, yeah, think about that. And it's not all about money, more money, more problems. Yeah. And it's just like, when's the last time someone's come up on national, come out on national television and like involved his family? His family was so gracious to be a part of it. Like, come on. And people can't get out of the way for a 30-minute part of a TV show. Tell me, make that make sense. Like, that's not a cute look for our community, and I'm sorry, but it's not. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand all of the angst that, you know, I just figured we would address it because it is out there. Like, the narrative is out there, whether, you know. It also makes me sad because all the people are like, time to turn off the TV when you pop. But then it's like, what what a slap in the face to us that have been on the show that have really shared and divulged big parts of our life that is not easy to do. And then have our own community be like, well, bye guys. Like, let's, uh, is everyone turning off their TVs? Like, let's celebrate. To me, that's like sick and deranged. I mean, I keep saying sick and deranged, but like, no. it think about it. It's like, we put our hearts on the line and our souls and our energy into this show to try and for our own community and our own community is say is doing that. And like, I do want to speak up more about that. And I hope that we post this ASAP because make that make sense. Right. And I think to your point, like people that are now, you know, DVRing and catching up and like actually sitting in there like, okay, maybe they turned it off at the WeHo bars, but I sat home and watched it. They're like, wow, wait a second. This is good. Do you think, because I think someone even clapped back at Todrick after he made that comment, you know, and they said, no, Todrick, it's not the show or successful gay men. It's you. You know, we start with breaking the fourth wall. I mean, we see, listen, I, I'm a huge celebrity Big Brother fan. Like, I watched Todrick on it. I don't really have problems with anyone because I just know how it all works and editing. But, you know, do you think, like, Todrick is part of it? You know, and I'm not coming for him, but just there is a lot of controversy surrounding him as a person. No, but I also don't understand that if people don't like someone on the show, a group of people don't like each of us. And that's just point blank period. Like not everybody is like loved, like, and that's just how it is. But I think it's just another excuse because I think the people that were like, oh, I'm not watching because of Todrick. We're also part of the drag race community. The problem now is everyone's afraid to speak up in the community. Like the most influential people are afraid to go on and say, hey, I love this show. Let's watch because they think they're going to get hate. James is not fucking posting about the show because he's afraid that his drag race committee, but he'll happily post about RuPaul's drag race. Like they're just, it's just another excuse. So the Todrick thing was not because of Todrick. It was just another excuse for people because everyone knows if you don't like a show, if you don't like someone, just don't watch it. But to post about it, there's underlying things like to have to post like, you know, you or me are probably normal people. If we don't like something, let's just keep clicking and go through the next thing. I won't watch it. I would never dream of going on social media and making a petition or talking about how much we don't like something. It just, it's so crazy to me. But I don't think it had to do with Todrick. And I think it's funny because I think people, the tweets that I've seen, people are really seeing a different side of Todrick and starting to really love him. Like we do, you know, because like Todrick's become one of my best friends and I love him more than anything in the world. And he's just such a great person. I think you get to see that. Do you think it's, yes, I mean, we're, I, like, that's what I say. I'm like a happy person. I would never, now, if you come for me, sometimes I have a minute and I'll clap back at you, but I would never in a billion trillion years go on someone's social media and just say, let me tell you why I hate you today. N- never in a billion I, years. 
Exactly. Someone like, yeah, I mean, people go on my page all the time and like someone yesterday just, I got so many like people watching it just like on a Sunday on a holiday, the show. So I get like an influx of DMs and stuff. But like someone yesterday was just like, oh, your show fucking sucks. Like you're a scan, blah, blah. And then you go up and like the day before they're like, do you have the link for this? But then the day before they're like shitting on me for something. And then you look at the profile and they're just like a jealous human being of just like, and like sometimes I'll like, I've gotten better, but like I won't respond, but I've definitely gotten in trouble for just being like, call me when you have a show and I'll be sure to shit on your show. And like someone's like, your show fucking sucks. And I was like, you're right. It'd be so much better if you were on it. And by the way, that same person that tells you how much they hate your show would be thrilled to take a picture with you if they see you on Friday night. And let me just put that out there. Or would die and live and breathe to be on the show. And people are like, no one's dying to be on the show. I'm like, okay, I think 98% of the gay community would jump at the opportunity. I think that's it. I mean, that's what I think. Just being in WeHo, I just think it is that people want, wish they were on this show. Like, they're like, why this one? Why that one? I live here too. I really yeah, do think that's part of it. People don't understand that trying to get the show less views and trying to let the, trying to get people to stop watching the show, it's like, you have to realize if this doesn't do well, honey, there ain't going to be another show like this for a very, 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 very long time. And then it takes away the opportunity for any other visibility or inclusivity or anything. Um, and that's the thing people aren't like, no one's looking at the big picture here. And that's like the very scary, sad part is that we're just going to still just be left with drag race for any kind of visibility. And I think for the bigger picture of people that don't have an understanding of our community and only getting to see the drag race portion of it, um, our show is very, very, very much important to show a different side of our community, people that don't really understand who the gay community is. Right. And like, listen, I'm a fan of it all, but you know, like a network like MTV that is traditionally like, all oh, this is great. Like the Hills and Laguna Beach and Jersey Shore, like to write, to add a show, which is all LGBT. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, huge. MTV gave us a huge chance trying to make a destination. I'm very, you know, pro MTV, rah, rah, ha, ha, because they're just like, same. Been a dream. Everybody at MTV is just like honestly fucking amazing. So it's just been a dream to even be a part of an MTV show. But they gave this show a fucking huge chance. They put so much money behind it. They did everything because they believed in it like everybody else should have believed in it. So that's why I'm passionate about it. And everybody else should give them the same chance that the biggest network in the world gave the chance to, you know? What do you think the public has all wrong about Todrick? You know, when they say all these things, like you don't pay your dancers and your husband, we've heard it a million times. Like he's well, one of your- the dancer, the, the, the receipts are on the show. The dancers, it was a fucking non-big gig. You have to realize when you are a celebrity, celebrity in the public eye, one person complains about something and tries to get a little bit of money out of someone, there's a domino effect. The bigger you are, the more people try and bring you down, unfortunately. Todrick is very open and very, like, giving. And he lets a lot of people in. Maybe too much so. Sorry, Todrick. Too many people. And then once you let one person in, everyone jumps on you when someone turns turns their back on you. And that's the sad part. And I think he's had to deal with that a lot. And I feel bad. But it's like the rent payment was a big old misunderstanding. He was very open about that. Um, but it's really not that deep. And everyone makes mistakes. And the bottom line is now he's thriving and doing well. So, and that's the other sad part. It's like, you would think people just want to see that. So hopefully people are good people and just want to see the people thrive that have made mistakes in the past. What do you want people to take away as they watch this show? I want people to realize that this is a jumping out point for more, you know, visibility for our community, but also that there's, a bigger part outside of our community that this show could really help and show people a huge side. And um, also just the fact that all of us really divulge a lot of our, a lot of our lives to the show and we gave everything that we had to the show and for people to not give it a chance and to look down on it really doesn't give our community a good look and it doesn't give people on the outside looking in a good view of how it's being reacted to. And like, when I talk to my straight friends, like why is your own community going against you? It's like, is this how the gay community is? Like, let's do better and try and like all pitch in to just be like, 
we want to support our own community. We want to support you guys. We want to spread the word. Um, it's just such an important show to show other people that, you know, there is, I, there is just people that can be influences for people struggling to come out, for people struggling with their security, for people that have struggled with rumors about them, for people that struggled to just be themselves. It's like, you know, and it gives an inside look of our own day-to-day -day lives of like just being queer in the world in general. That's very broad, but that's true. Well, we saw you, yes, your parents just met Brian's parents, you guys. I My mean, parents you know. flew to come meet on camera, like, for this show. It's a big deal. Um, and it goes back to, like, how dare anyone try and be like, let's not watch the show because we need 30 minutes. When, like, we did all this for the show and it was like, I got to share those moments on camera with, like, the world, which is, like, our parents had truly never met before that night. And, like, we did it on camera. What about any, what's going on with you, you know, now that you're engaged, any wedding plans, any updates for us? You'll have to ask MTV, you know, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I mean, we're definitely on the track to marriage and we're trying to figure out what would be a good timeline. But let me be real. I don't want a long engagement. I'm ready to go. I'm like sick of, and now that everyone saw that last episode, like, everyone's like kind of like when's the wedding are you guys getting married like we can't wait for the wedding so i'm like ready hopefully in the next year well if there's one thing i've learned from your friend and having interviewed her many times miss meredith marks she she's always right and she says a long engagement is not the way to go it's not the way to go and that's i'm like you know we're at the year mark we're at the two year mark wow wait for engagement. Yeah, I mean, the two -year I'm the last one you should be taking relationship advice from. So no judgments, but that's a long time, right? Okay, well, it's time to go. Like, it's time to get married. So hopefully in the next year. And I mean, I'll keep everyone posted, but it's going to be us. And hopefully maybe we'll do it in LA. Um, I don't want to spend a shit ton of money on the wedding. Spend it on other things. Spend it on the home right now, baby. That's what I want to do. Are you going to let Brad style you for the wedding? Brad will definitely style me for the wedding. If he'll take me on as a client, he's very busy. I say that's a really good wedding gift from Brad. I'm going to text him right after this. I'm going to tell him that's my wedding gift. Did you watch, like you say, you're a Housewives fan. Like, did you watch like the old days? Like, did you watch the Rachel Zoe project when Brad was on it? Fashion Police, all this stuff with Brad from the past. Dave, I used to be the biggest fan of Brad Goreski. Like, I watched the Rachel Zoe product project. I was upset. I was like in... Not to age him, but I was like in like the big, like ninth, 10th grade. Like I was so young when he was on Rachel's O. So that was like my dream. I was like LA, like famous, like he, and then he got his spinoffs of Brad Brad World. Like I would watch everything. I used to like watch it with my mom. We were obsessed. I know Brad doesn't like to talk about Rachel Zoe often, but the Rachel Zoe Project is one of the best reality TV shows that has ever existed in the history of reality TV. I mean, it was like the beginning, you know, it was so good. And he knows that he's like an OG. So also having him on a cast was such like full circle for me because I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And me and him had been friends for 15 years. So like it was, you know, a long time in the making. Besides your friend Meredith, like who are your favorite housewives since you're such a housewives fan? Um, Lisa Rinna, Giselle from Potomac, um, also Candace from Potomac. Um, oh my God, I mean, I'm going to get shit maybe, but I love Kim Zolciak. I think she's like crazy out of control. She's just like drama. I love like little old Sheree from Atlanta. I love Larsa from Miami and um, Adriana. I love like all of them, really. There's not one housewife I don't really like. The ones I didn't like kind of are no longer with us. Well, Rinna is no longer with us. And that is just, I don't know. Good luck to that. Because, I mean, she was, love her or hate her, she was phenomenal for that show. I sat next to her at Sally Hirschberger, like, when I was getting my hair done, because we go the same person. And right before we, the show came out, I was, like, telling her about it. And she was like, and I was just telling her about, like, some of my stuff. She's like, you're the shitster in the thing, right? I'm like, I'm not the shitster, but I keep it real. And she's like, just like me. Like, it was, like, a funny conversation. Just to see Lisa Rinna getting her hair done is iconic enough. Oh, it was everything. She was so gorgeous. Like, no makeup, but, like, fresh face, like, gorgeous. And she was just amazing.
Well, we do see you posting like skincare and all on your social, like what type of, how would you describe your own personal style? I just do me. Like whatever's making me comfortable, I feel good in. Um, I like to be just cozy and I want to look good and I want to look sexy. And that's kind of the goal at the end of the day, you know? I just do me and I don't try and like... You don't try and be someone else. Yeah. Um, I just try and do me and like, I just want to be comfortable. And that's kind of my thing is I straight stay true. I tried to go through the phase of like keeping up with the like trends. It was not cute, honey. Like I have some pictures and it was just like, what the fuck were I, was I thinking? Um, but that's it. So you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Do you look back on anything you did during this first season of like Friends WeHo and like just wish you didn't do it on camera? Regret anything? That is so funny that you um, asked that because I was thinking about this last night, like before I went to bed. I was just like, what are some things? I think that, you know, maybe I wish I could have held my tongue with the Dorian thing and like, but then I don't know what would have happened if I would have done that. Like, um, I think, you know, I wish I could have held my tongue for some things and not been so, but that's just who I am. It really is on or off camera. Like I call it as I see it, but right place, right time. And I think it, you know, if I had to redo it, I might've just bit my tongue a little bit more. Um, but all in all, I don't really regret anything. And I do stand by the, the way that I felt. So I take it if you got married today, the cast would be in your wedding, but not James and not Dorian. No. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's hope for James and I, but um, yeah, I don't want to ever like really see Dorian again. If we see a season two, which hopefully we will, what do you what do you want to happen during season two? Like, what would you like people to see more of from you and just in general? I think for me, I want people to see more of my work life and the things I struggle with with my work and, you know, what it's like to be in my world because it's really tough. And I think mentally it takes a toll on me. And um, I'm trying to, like, kind of take a break from just full-time content creation and everything and just see what that looks like for me. And that's really scary. And that's kind of, like, what I have on the horizon. And I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, what that looks like. And I don't think that... I think I filmed a lot of that and it didn't really make it. But... Um, just like my work life is crazy in and of itself. And I think just like our cast, like I think we can do, you know, there's some people that definitely, I think we should have two spots open next season and to build on with people that would vibe with us now that we're all like super close. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, what casting would do with like the, with like the few open spots that there are. And if they, who would come back, who would not come back? It'd be interesting to see. But I think we should all come back except for Dorian and James. And I think just to show the insecurities of me and the struggles, but also our newfound friendships. Like we're talking every day offline. I think the show would be so fucking good season two because we're like literally just, it's so natural and normal now. Well, I'm in WeHo part-time. So you take this little chat between us and you send it into MTV casting and, you know, I'll oh, girl, replace- we're going to cast you. We're, we're, we're open for business for casting. Let's do it. I mean, we I can replace James or Dorian, whatever. I let it all hang out anyway. So there you go. You know, I love someone that lets it all hang out. You got to let it all hang out to be a part of this crew for sure. No it's, holding back. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Right. I mean, we can't control our image if you're even remotely in the public eye. Right. Nope. And you can't try and control your image when you go on a reality show. And I think we all learned that from James and Dorian because today it doesn't go well. You got to just be yourself, be authentic, be open. And you can't try and go on TV and portray yourself as something that you're not. And it's never going to work. Is. It's never going to work. You just got to wake up and go with it. And the Don't thing sign up for reality TV. This is my, this is my like advice. Don't sign up for a reality TV show if you're not willing to just be yourself and divulge everything because nothing is off limits and being off limits doesn't make a very good show. No. And people, the, I think the audiences are too smart in 2023 for that, that they just get it. They're like, you're too contrived on camera. This is not you. And people just want real these days. I mean, I think reality TV has come so like, we're going back to the, like, I don't care if you're up or down, we just want real. Right. Yeah, and like, you know, we broke the fourth wall in the beginning of the season. Like, that's what this show was. Like, it was not, like, nothing was manufactured or anything. Like, this was our day-to-day -day for real, getting to know each other. So, like, 
that's why it's cool too. What do you do when you're not working as a, and yes, when you say content creating, people think it's so easy. Let me tell you, it's not. People think, you know, to Dorian's point, it's such an easy job. It's not an easy job at all. There's so many not easy things about it, but what do you do when you're not working? I try to, you know, I am 24 seven. So like, I don't really have like days off. I'm always like on the thing. And especially right now with things picking up, but my days off are just like trying to like go on a hike and be by myself and put my phone away for a little bit. No story looking, no social media, no TikTok scrolling, like just try to be with myself. And right now I'm in like, you know, especially watching myself on back, back on TV. I'm proud of who I was, but I definitely have some things to just look at more within myself. And right now I'm like on that journey of just trying to really figure out who Joey is. I've been on the internet for seven years and I haven't taken a break from my online persona. And, um, you know, seeing myself back is a big portion of, sorry, right. is a big, this is Winston, by the way. Oh, he's cute. Um, being, being on this journey that I'm on right now and starting is just finding who I really am off of, off camera, you know, um, which is like hard. I don't really know what it looks like right now, but I'm working on it. And that's something that's important to me. And I will figure it out. A social media break sounds like just pure, pure heaven to me. I have to figure out what that looks like, you know, because I think about it. I've been posting a story, posting a static post, posting a video every day for seven years, no matter what, no days off. So if you think about that, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I can relate. I always say like, if this wasn't my job, like people would think I was like passed away probably because you would never see me on social media. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know why yeah. people are on social media if it's not tied to their job. I do not get it. That's me. Me personally. either. I think about that all the time. I'm like, if you don't like my friends, like I'm going to take a break, a, a month break of social media. I'm like that. I would never know how that felt. So I'm always like, this is crazy because it must feel so nice to wake up and be like, not thinking about I have to post a story, I have to put this Instagram. And like, I love what I do. And I'm so fortunate to be in the position. But I always wonder what it would be like to like, wake up and not have to worry about like, a story and like, just what it would be like to have like no story on, on your page. Because I've never done that. I get it. Well, if you do that, please let me know how it goes. Because I have dreams of that on, on, a, on a daily basis. That should be a reality show in and of itself. Yes, it should be. Or we should just go into the Big Brother house like Todrick did. And then, you know, like a I total would love detox. To do, like, celebrity Big Brother one day. That's like, a, I would love that. I, it's a brilliant game. Anything else you want to leave us with? You could plug, promote, anything else. When I'm in WeHo, we need to grab a drink. Please, I would live for that. Let's please grab a drink. Nothing, just I hope everyone watched the show. I said what I need to say about it earlier. Um, and thanks to everyone that has watched the show. It means the fucking world. Um, all my merch, like my hoodies I wear in the show and stuff is available at joeyzazig.com. All my socials are joeyzazig, at joeyzazig. And yeah, I love everyone that's watched the show. I love you and thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Tell Meredith I said hello. And it really is an absolutely brilliant show. So, I mean, everyone should now. It's six episodes, guys. Like, you should go back and watch if you haven't. Because it really is just a great, brilliant show. Tune in, honey. Binge. Binge. That's the best way to do it. So, thank you for your time. And definitely keep in touch. And thank everyone at MTV for, me, for making this happen. I will. Drink you're there. Thank you so much. Definitely. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. 
or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.